Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle. We've got a lot of stuff to get into today, a lot of stuff going on around Major League Baseball. It is the All-Star break right now. The Home Run Derby was last night. The All-Star game is later tonight on Fox. The AL and the NL going at it in the Midsummer Classic. It should be a good time. The Home Run Derby was a fun time last night. Trey, I unfortunately didn't get to watch a whole lot of it, but from what I saw, it looked like a very exciting time out there in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it was the Julio Rodriguez coming out party. I mean, 81 total home runs in the event. And then, of course, man, the guy who uh, is the most talked about player right now in baseball uh, goes on to win the thing. In a in a really good home run derby, the Albert Pujol is advancing over the number one seed. Kyle Schwarber was a great story. And, uh, you know, Pete Alonso trying for that three-peat. He, he – he gave it the best he got, but didn't get there. So it was a it was a really good, really good home run derby. I think this format. I mean, the derby always delivers, but this new format, you know, they've had the playoff bracket format is added another level level of suspense to it, and I think uh, it works for for delivering on excitement. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, like I said, I didn't get to watch too much of it because I was at work last night, but I was trying to watch a little bit of it here and there, and. When I turned it on at first, it was Albert Pujols and Kyle Schwarber. It was their, their at-bats. And I saw Pujols hit 10 home runs. And then I went back to doing some work. And I looked back like 10 minutes later. And I see Pujols still batting. And I'm thinking my, my stream just got you know behind a little bit. and But it says I was live. I was so confused. Uh, there was some kind of playoff. And Pujols and Schwarber went into a, a swing-off. And Pujols ended up winning that round against Kyle Schwarber, which was really surprising to me because I think we talked about this before. I did not expect Albert Pujols to really do anything in the All-Star or in the in the home run derby. So, you know, I was, just, I was just so confused when I came back 10 minutes later and he was still batting. I was like, what is happening? Because I thought for sure when he hit 10 home runs that Kyle Schwarber was going to beat him in the first round. But that must have been a really exciting, uh, really exciting matchup, Schwarber and Pujols in the first round. Um, but yeah, Juan Soto winning the whole thing as a Washington Nationals kind of a, a thing, you know. Nationals when they uh, are in what could be the last year with the team, they end up winning the home run derby. Yeah, that's kind of the first thing I thought of with Bryce Harper. You know, he won the derby, and then that was just last year. That was kind of his, I guess, thank you to the Nats. But uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Juan Soto is gonna be the most talked about player over the next two weeks in, in all of baseball, just because of the the fact that it appears he will be traded and that this package back for him could be one of the biggest in the history of the baseball. And I think there's only like three to four teams that can do it. So uh, the fact that he won, I think it, it's a good, it's good for the sport because the guy is going to be talked about and it, it's, it's shaping up to be an interesting couple of weeks uh, in the summer for major league baseball. 
Yeah, so let's get into that uh, a little bit. You know, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, fresh off the home run derby win, he apparently turned down a 15-year, $440 million contract extension. Uh, The news came out on Saturday, about two hours before their game against the Braves, which Mariah and I went up to D.C. for that game this weekend, and uh, that news came out, and the Nationals fans were That's not why you want to get traded. He found out you were in, in D.C. He's like, I need to get farther away from that. Probably. You're probably right about that. Uh, but, yeah, turning down a 15-year, $440 million extension, and this is the second extension that he has turned down by the Nationals, I believe. I believe there's one over the last offseason that he turned down. The Nationals say that they are going to offer him one more contract, and if he turns that down, then they will look to trade him. At least that news came out yesterday. Uh, Juan Soto, obviously one of the best young players in the game ever since he came up. You know, him and Ronald Acuna Jr. came up the same year. He uh, Soto was second place in voting for Rookie of the Year. He's been top 10 MVP voting every year since then. He's led the league in batting average. He's led the league in slugging on base. He's led the league in walks. So he's a very, very good player. One of the the players that we talk about, like Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, who is a generational talent, not quite on Mike Trout's level, but a very, very good player. And it just seems like he doesn't want to stay with the Nationals, which at this point, the way they're playing, I can't blame him. Yeah, he also wants to get $30 million a year, which makes sense. Like that 440 is such a big number, but it's over 15 years, so it's under... 30-year average annual value, which is kind of the benchmark for these players. I think it's what Judge wants. It's what Harper wanted. It's what, you know, these these big players, they want $30 million a year for whatever reason. And, you know, maybe it's just Scott Boris likes getting paid their players $30 million a year because this is a Scott Boris client. And, you know, at his all-star game press day conference, Scott Boris was, like, hovering over him, like, like, your mom would be to make sure you're eating your vegetables um, back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I think the Nats are going to offer him, I guess, 15 for 450 next. And that's, that'll hit the 30 year mark, 30 mil mark or whatever. Um, Cause it was like 229.9. I don't know, but I, I think he gets traded at this point And I, I really think he's going to head to a team that, is going I could argue that if whatever team trades for Juan Soto becomes, depending on the team, especially the teams that I think that can get him, puts them over the hump for being the, the World Series favorite just because of how big of an impact he can make. I mean, this is one of the three best players in baseball, maybe the best hitter right now in baseball. It, it, it's it's going to be insane to see what team gets him and I, I, I can see. I, I think one team's a favorite, and it's because uh, they're the only team I think in the opposite league that can get it, and it's the Yankees. And I, I just, I think if you're the Nats, do you want to trade them in 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 the National League? Probably not. And I think if you look at the American League teams that can get them, I think really it's just the Yankees. Um, uh, I can't think of a team off the top of the head that could trade basically, you know, playable, like, you know, one could pay them and trade MLB-ready players. I think the Yankees are definitely at the top of that list, and I personally think that's the favorite to get them. 
the other thing about whatever team trades for him, he's got three years of team control left. So, you know, the Nationals don't really have to be in a hurry to trade him because he does have the those three years left uh, that he's going to be under team control. So, you know, they could wait a year or two because he's not having the best year right now. He's not having a bad year, but he's not having the best year. So maybe they wait until next year and he has a, a better season and they get a little bit higher value for him. I don't know. But there's a lot of options that could happen here. But, you know, everyone's talking about him getting traded now, but there doesn't have to be any hurry to to try to move him. So I think we could see this drag on for a little bit. We'll have to see, you know, what the Nationals get offered if they think that any of the trade offers this season are enough for what they think he's worth. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see this whole saga go down, but I think the Yankees are a team that he could end up with whether through trade or by signing in free agency. I think that that's definitely a team that he could end up with. You know, obviously you think of the big market teams with a lot of money. So the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, I think that. Padres, I think you can throw in there. Padres. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him going to San Diego. Some people have been throwing around the Orioles trading to the Orioles this or this season, you know, they're getting hot right now. They're having a little bit of a hot streak in the American League. They have a lot of young prospects, so they could give up those prospects for Soto, have three years of team control for Juan Soto. Maybe he could be the key. I mean, you just said that whatever team gets him, he could be the key piece to making them contenders, making them World Series contenders. The Orioles are hot right now. If they get Juan Soto for giving up prospects, maybe he could be the piece that puts them in the postseason, takes them to a World Series. Yeah, but can the Orioles pay him? I know you were saying he has three, three years of team control, but the Orioles, I would say they feel like they're ahead of schedule with this, this run they're on. Like, I, I still kind of expect them to be sellers at the deadline, and you can't mortgage your future for where you're at right now. I mean, the O's had just took the number one, you know, just had the number one pick for a reason. Like, they have a lot of great young players in their in their farm system and do they want to give up the next you know skip the let's say their three-year plan they want to skip the next three years and try to go all in which i think if they add Juan soto they'd be great they might make the wild card but i don't see them winning the world series um uh i i just think you're gonna see a, a team that's at the top that has a excess amount of top end players because it looks more instead of prospects, they want MLB ready players. That so you're going to see a Dodgers who who's loaded, a a Yankees that is loaded, a, a Padres that are loaded. I the I would throw Atlanta in there. I think Atlanta could be a team. There there's been rumors about Juan Soto wanting to go to Atlanta. Um, those those type of teams that one have you know depth really good depth and can pay the man in the words of David Ortiz, pay the man. So I I just think that limits the amount of teams you're going to see truly get into this race. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a good way to look at it. I don't know. I think it's just going to be really interesting to see how it goes. You know, the nationals are going to have to weigh all their options. It's not very often that we see, a player like this, you know, on the trading block, 
this early in their career. You know, usually it's their final year with the team, but I guess the Nationals have kind of done all that they can in trying to, or all that they're willing to, at least, in trying to keep him in D.C. And so now they're kind of just accepting the fact that even with three years left to go before he's a free agent, they're not going to end up keeping him. So he will be traded. And I think the Bryce Harper situation looms large in this. Like, if you were Washington, would you, if you knew Bryce Harper was going to leave, because I, I think they thought Bryce Harper was going to stay. But if you knew Bryce Harper was going to leave because you weren't going to give him the full $30 million a year, you would trade him, right? Yeah, of course. So I know it's, a, it's ironic. Now, like, literally, it's copy and paste. Like, you know, the guy who replaced Bryce Harper and is now in the same situation. And I, I think the Nationals realize, like, we have to get something for this. And um, that's what they're, they're going to do. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be the most interesting storyline the next until the trade deadline. Yeah. Is will Juan Soto get traded? Because who's, who's the last player that's good to get traded? Machado? And I wouldn't say, I would say Soto Soto is even better than that. Mookie Betts? Yeah, Mookie. It'd definitely be Mookie. And it was for similar reasons. Yeah. Right. For whatever. And, you know, that begs the question what if, you know, let's throw another name. I don't think this will happen, but let's say coming out of the All Star break, the Red Sox tank. Do they trade Devers? Like, that's a similar situation. Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, or I, I, Bogarts is the one that needs the extension. Bogarts needs an extension. He wants to get paid. Yeah. Red Sox aren't paying him what it's worth. Do they trade him? Possibly. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think the Red Sox will do anything, but um, yeah, I am. I am intrigued by this because uh, Buster only said on during the Derby last night that they, the expectation is Soto will get traded, and and I've never I don't remember the last time this big of trade happened in season because bets happened before the season. Yeah, it would yeah. have to be Machado. Yeah, the uh, the trade deadline is going to be really interesting this year. It's going to be a, a fun one to watch and keep track of and try to figure out who's going to end up where it's going to def- definitely going to be a, a fun one to watch. Well, tonight is the all-star game. And that means that yesterday, in addition to the home run derby was all-star media day. And during media day, Mike Trout said that he is committed to play for team USA in the world baseball classic next year. He will be the captain of team USA, the 2023 world baseball classic coming up next spring. So That is some exciting news because the World Baseball Classic is a fun event and it's fun when you have the best players in the tournament. So to see Mike Trout commit to playing for Team USA, I was really happy to see that because I know we've talked about this a lot and we've talked about this with the Olympics, that the Olympics need to make a a bigger push to get the best players in the world in the Olympics. I don't know that that's ever going to happen, but we're seeing now that the World Baseball Classic is doing that. And Mike Trout 
is going to play in 2023. So I'm really excited to see that happen. I think that'll be really good for the game. Mike, uh, thanks for listening to me. Uh, if you want to give me any, if you want me to add, add me to your team at Trey Lyle BT, just DM me. Uh, uh, I'll get you, I'll give you my number. Uh, we'll talk, we can go to Eagles games together because uh, it appears that Mike Trell is to me. And I said that he needs to do this. Uh, baseball needs this. And I think, you know, I think by adding Mike Trout, it, it allows, it gives, you know, it's kind of like a superstar and you like in the NBA, like LeBron joins a team while other big players want to play with LeBron or, or XYZ. You get Mike Trout, does an Aaron Judge, does, does a Giancarlo Stanton, I think Giancarlo's would play for Team USA off the top of my head. I'm, I, does a Mookie Betts, I think that's a better example. Um, does, you know, do you, could this be one of the best World Baseball Classic rosters? Just because you can stack, you know, stack the team with, with great players. And we, we've talked about our dream scenario when you can build a quote-unquote dream team. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they shape it up, but I think the fact that the Team USA got Trout and, you know, remember the year they won, that was a really good team. They had – you know, Adam Jones, I remember they had I'm trying to remember off to my head. Didn't Christian they have Arenado? Christian Yelich. I think they had Arenado as well. So the, I think this is shaping up to be a really good roster once again. And it, it would be fun. All I know is I just want um Shoei to pitch to Trout. I just that's what I want right now. Like that, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. I don't know if Shoei will do it, but it would be uh, it'd be pretty amazing. It's just you know, Stan can't play for Team USA. He was born in California. I was pretty sure it. I just you know, you never can be too sure. It it's just it, it gives legitimacy to the whole thing because you know the the World Baseball Classic has done a better job than baseball in the Olympics. But it, it's just you got to get the best like players the in Cup. the world to play, and so you know that that 2017 USA team was very good. And usually the other countries, they get the top players to play for, for their teams. You know, we saw Javi Baez playing for Puerto Rico back in 2017, along with a lot of other guys playing for their home countries. So the World Baseball Classic does a great job. We'll have a loaded team. Yeah, as always. The World Baseball Classic does a great job of getting these guys to play. So really excited to see Mike Trout committing to play in the tournament in 2023. I think that that'll make it. A lot of fun to watch. It'll make it a really good tournament, and it'll give Team USA a good shot at repeating. So, should be a fun tournament. Stan next played year. the last World Baseball Classic, so he he definitely would be probably interested in playing in this one. So they just um, got to get Aaron Judge in on it now. Yeah, or and Buki. and would you rather have? Uh, I guess you could play. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of ta- U.S. talent, and yeah, there is. So I'm excited to see what the roster's like. Have they announced who the manager's going to be? Because it was, it was what, Leland last time? I don't know that they have. So. Yeah, I don't know that they have named uh, any of the rosters or managers or anything other than Mike Trout so far. Uh, Tony Raines is going to be the, is the, is the GM for the team. So just a. 
And so it'll be interesting to see All right. uh, what they do. All Tony right. Reigns. So shout out Tony Reigns or getting Mike Trout. So like I said, tonight is the all-star game. Trey, you're going to watch it tonight on Fox. Should be a fun time. I, I am. It sucks that Otani's not pitching. You know, I, I get it, though. You're trying to make it through the season. That was really cool to see last year, but he's still hitting. Um, I mean, the AL, AL roster, both rosters are loaded, so it's going to be fun to see. Um, so it's the all-star game. I always think the Derby is more entertaining, but the all-star game is the all-star game, and uh, I, I'm just excited to see it. Clayton Kershaw taking the mound for the National League. Shane McClanahan for the American League. Uh, the lineups go like this. In the American League, Shoei Otane is leading off as the DH. Aaron Judge batting second in right field. Rafael Devers batting third at third base. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. batting fourth at first base. Giancarlo Stanton in left field batting fifth. Byron Buxton in center field batting sixth. Batting seventh is Tim Anderson playing shortstop. Batting eighth, Andres Jimenez at second base. And batting ninth, Alejandro Kirk behind the plate for the American League. And then in the National League, we got Ronald Acuna Jr. leading off playing right field. Mookie Betts behind him playing center field. Manny Machado's batting third and playing third base. Paul Goldschmidt's batting fourth and playing first base. Batting fifth is Trey Turner playing shortstop. Batting sixth, Wilson Contreras, the catcher for the National League. His brother, William Contreras, batting seventh and the DH. Jock Peterson is batting eighth. He'll be in left field and batting ninth, second baseman Jeff McNeil. So stacked lineups for the starters in the or in the uh, All-Star game. Obviously, there's a bunch of reserves that are going to be playing as well. Austin Riley, I was really happy to see, was named to the All-Star game on Saturday. Um, so, you know, whoever made that decision, they must have been listening to last week's episode of the podcast when I was throwing a fit about Austin Riley getting snubbed out of the All-Star game because he has been named to the National League roster, deservingly so. He is one of the best third basemen in the league so far this year. So stacked lineups, stacked reserves. I've been a little surprised to see Clayton Kershaw as the starting pitcher for the National League, but I think he'll do a great job and it'll be great to see him on the mound. And then, of course, we have Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera that are reserves on the team so we could see them come into the game as well at some point yeah that was cool to be added i think uh, it's cool to see Kershaw start you know finally get a it was weird to say like maybe the best pitcher of the generation never started an all-star game which is is weird to say so glad he gets the gets the start there and so uh i'm excited for it it's baseball it's gonna be a mark i think you know, baseball's in the spotlight with this game, and so they need it to go right. I, I do – I want to note, I do want it to end – I do want us to go to uh, the tiebreaker, which is a home run derby. Like, that's the tiebreaker if the game's tied after nine innings. So I really kind of want to see that and see what happens. So that would be cool to see. So uh, let's let's hope for, uh, you know, a three uh, – six-six game, and then we have a home run derby to determine who wins the all-star game. Yeah, that is a really interesting uh, new thing that they added this year. And I think that'll be exciting. Sure, there's probably some old-time baseball folks that aren't too happy about it, but it's the All-Star game. It's not, it doesn't count. It's just for fun. So, yeah, I think that's cool that they added that for this year. And hopefully we will get a chance to see it. 
because that would be really exciting. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening to this Foul Ball Area podcast. As always, you can connect with us at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mackins in the News, at Trey Lyle. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page as well. So connect with us. Give us your thoughts on the All-Star Game, uh, the new format, including a home run derby to determine the winner. Where do you think Juan Soda ends up after the trade deadline this season? Do you think the Nationals actually get the deal done? Let us know on social media. As always, leave us a five-star review where we can get that algorithm going as we want your help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.